Welcome into the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment for our salute to service. As a veteran of the United States military, it was my distinct privilege to have experienced some of the most incredible support from our civilian counterparts. From care packages while we were deployed, to programs that enable us to take care of and provide for our families with a stable foundation while we're away, and everything else that you can imagine, your support has truly been the difference. If you are looking for a way to support our troops or are someone who already has been, then I encourage you to consider some of the following nonprofit organizations. All of them make an incredible difference. Please visit thewoundedwarriorproject.com, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society at nmcrs.org, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation at specialops.org, freedomservicedogs.org, and hopeforthewoundedwarriors.org. For those who need the help, they deserve it. Let's make sure we take care of our troops. Hello, football fandom. Welcome to the Shy Guys Football Podcast, your weekly source for fantasy football news and advice. I'm Donnie Mack, and with me as always is Anthony Lucasic. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Well, I am dealing with injury hell right now on my fantasy teams, and it's been a scramble to try and find some players, especially in my running back position. Trying to make some trades happen. We'll see if I can... uh, Convince some people to let those go through, guys. Come on. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe get some of my replacements in. Hopefully. Uh, how about yourself? How's your work going? Man, I'm a, I'm I'm doing great. You know, coming straight from work again. You know, doing another late night recording. But it is it, you know, it's what we got to do. You know, and I'm excited to be here. You know, uh, I've gotten a lot of positive reports from people coming back and yeah. just saying how, how how good the advice has been and the, the content and how. Uh, how how good some of our picks are and so i'm super excited to be here in fact it got me so jazzed to hear that news i actually wanted to add in an additional little segment here absolutely so before we jump into the rest of our program i'm going to add in here a little segment that we're going to call pandora's box and so what this is going to be is basically these are going to be some of my picks okay some of my unproven picks I'm, i'm calling things a little bit early um I don't really have the the backing. It's just when I watch football, these are some of the things that I take away and that um, you you may not be able to use quite yet. So if you take my advice a little bit too hard in the paint, you might get a little bit burned. But if these some of these picks uh, pan out, you might get a bit of a boon. You you ready? You excited for this? Yeah, I'm very excited. Right, you want to open Pandora's box? It's dangerous, man. Let's I'm do telling it. You. Let, I, I wish I had a box here to just crack open that's what we're gonna need but yeah, yeah you know, I'm, that would be a good segment i'm looking forward to this this is the fun stuff for sure and so what i'm going to talk with talk about here is going to be travis fulgram from the philadelphia eagles okay i've heard a lot of and I've, I've done a little bit of digging I've, I've heard a little bit of scope and the landscape and what people believe about this kid and most of the industry is fading this kid hard you know when we see mid-season you know flashes and just kind of blow up uh, performances and things like that it's easy to write a lot of those off as just a flash in the pan it, it's hard to determine which ones actually have like st- staying power sure. you know with with Fulgham I'm, I'm looking at him and dude this kid's legit I'm, I'm watching him make plays 
he also came on the week prior against San Francisco. He made uh, an incredible acrobatic touchdown. I'm, I'm watching this kid play against Pittsburgh last week, and I'm telling you, he is legit. He is the big explosive playmaker in an offense that really needs it right now. Because I'll tell you what, over in Philadelphia, man, their offensive line is banged up. The whole team's hampered by injuries, right? And you got Alshon Jeffrey coming back, and you got Deshaun Jackson coming back. Dallas Goddard will eventually be coming back, right? And so I get the counterpoints to Fulgham and why he's he's going to disappear, right? I get that. And he might. He might not be too usable this year for, for redraft. We'll see. But I'm, I'm telling you, look for this kid to get more targets because he's earned them. And going through – this offensive line, the game is one in the trenches, and this line is going to be losing most plays in those trenches. Okay, they're they're banged up, they're hurt. They they lost another a key piece in Jason Peters recently as well, and so they're going to need explosive plays. They're going to need to manufacture these big plays here, and Fulgham is definitely going to be one of those guys. Hey, keep an eye out for this kid. If you're in any kind of dynasty league, absolutely grab this kid up. If you're in a redraft, I. I would definitely advise stashing him if you have the room. It's tough with all the injuries, so you know don't cripple yourself. But if you have the room on your on your redraft team, you might want to stash this kid because he could turn into something. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. That. So there we go. Some interesting advice to keep an eye on. We want to hear what you guys think about it too. So don't forget to get engaged with us. Comment, email us, send us send us out some tweets. Um, and don't forget do, to subscribe to the show. Exactly. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Get that out. So with that, we will move on to the news, notes, and injuries coming off of week five. And we've got James Daniels, torn pack out for the season. That one's got a sting to every day that's going to hurt. Yeah, that's that's going to a big loss for the, the Bears offensive line there. Most definitely. Uh, we also have A.J. Green re-aggravating a hamstring issue that's been lingering since camp. We're expecting definitely going to be missing some time. Yeah. Uh, we have... Alshon Jeffrey missed with a non-COVID illness, expected back. So he should be making his return to action pretty soon. Yep. yep. Uh, Michael Thomas now won't be back until after the bye in week seven. Um, I mean, not what you want to hear out of a first-round pick. Yeah, but at least it is a Carolina matchup. So. That's true. Uh, we've got DJ Chark status up in the air while we wait for more news. Uh, has missed two practices because of that recent ankle injury. Not looking good this week. Yeah, and that's not looking good when you miss Wednesday and Thursday practices. Nope, not at all. Uh, Sam Darnold will be sitting out another week for Joe Flacco. Um, regarding uh, awesome Eckler, some news from Pro Football Doc, who we talked about a bit last week, uh, suggests maybe closer to eight weeks than four to six based on current news. Yeah, Pro, Fo- Pro Football Doc, well, we're going to be referencing him a lot. He's a great source. If you haven't heard of him, he's got a podcast. He's got a website. You know, he's a great reference for any kind of health-related issues with any of your fantasy football players. This guy is the place to go for advice, so we're going to be quoting him quite a bit. Um, okay, so it looks like uh, expectations should be a bit adjusted. May not get him back until playoffs, but those matchups coming off of that return, Atlanta, Las Vegas, and Denver, little bit of a silver lining, a dim one, but silver lining. Yeah, at least they'll have some solid matchups. Yep, definitely. All right, Deontay Johnson suffered a back injury on a punt return during the Eagles game, expected to play week six. Uh, We have Dalvin Cook, a groin injury, expected to miss some time, and we're expecting that after the week seven bye. That's what it's looking like so far. Yep. This one, Dak Prescott, a horrific ankle fracture Sunday against the Giants, underwent surgery the same night, released the following day. 
looks like timeline set forth will have him on track to start the 2021 season. So at least there's good news there. Yeah, you know, that was a scary injury, man. I remember I was watching the game with my wife and her first reaction was, oh, my God, do you think he'll be back this year? My first reaction is, oh, my God, I hope he comes back to football. Right. <laughs> that was, that was scary to look at. It was at. gnarly. Oh, man. Most definitely. Did you see him try to pop it back in? That's in the, this that's guy's just, a beast, man. That just I, hurts I, to think about. His first reaction is get back in the game. I love it. Right. Yeah. No, it's great. Uh, all right. Moving on, we have uh, Coach Ron Rivera revealed that Kyle Allen will be the starter if healthy against the Giants. Looks like he should play. The I think latest all reports we, are, yeah. Yeah. The, the latest that we saw was full clearance. Yeah. So good to go. Baker right now is not being ruled out against Pittsburgh coming up. Something to keep an eye on. But With that AC joint. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this, this one bothers me. Julio continues to be hampered by the hamstring. Uh, another unfortunate case that we're going to have to keep an eye on. And I mean, we're at a coin toss at this point for this, this coming week. Yeah. For this upcoming week. But you know what? I have Michael Thomas, so I don't want to hear it. Right. Right. So we're both dealing with it. Um, <laughs> uh, in, in non-injury news, uh, we've got the Falcons fire head coach, Dan Quinn and the general manager, and they named defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as interim head coach. Yeah, you knew this one was coming. Adam Gase, beware. Yep. Uh, another one we have, uh, the Jets have released Le'Veon Bell, as of today has signed Kansas City for a one-year deal. And this is where I have a question for you. Do we have some fantasy implications to worry about? Oh, absolutely. We knew that he was going to hurt the value of any kind of uh, fantasy production for wherever he went. <clears throat> Excuse me, especially what the where the leading candidates were, right? Uh, a lot of people were talking about the Bears. I would obviously hurt David Montgomery, Miles Gaskin with the Dolphins. There were there were a lot of decent landing spots with them, but it was always going to hurt somebody. And so, with it being the Chiefs, I think that's almost kind of best case scenario for everybody. I don't think that the Fresh Prince of Allaire goes anywhere anytime soon. You know, um, he's still going to get some kind of touches, and so. What I think this does is realistically takes away Alaire's ceiling. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that his production hasn't really been great to this point. And I think that he's still going to get about the same amount of touches that is going to get him this, about the same amount of production. And so I think that he's still going to be start a bowl, but it's not at all what you were hoping for for your first round draft pick. This just kind of puts a damper on all of that. And we'll see how much they use Lev Bell. It's going to be a couple of weeks, but in two to three weeks, it would not be surprising to see him at least have 50% of the touches out of this backfield. Okay. Uh, we've also gotten the news, uh, Melvin Gordon charged with a DUI. Now, per the league rules, once this is all decided, and we don't know when that's going to happen, but uh, the league rules call for a three-game suspension. So that could happen in a couple weeks. It could happen next season, depending on how the legal process moves. But you're going to have to be prepared for that one. Yeah, you know, with the, the league protocols here, basically this could go a couple different ways. And so there might not even be a suspension. There's been talk of the Denver Broncos trying to take action now is to prevent the league from taking action. As Like you were saying, per their protocol, it's usually a three-game suspension. And so we'll see how this plays out because of the um, appeal process. Mm -hmm. he this, this could end up being like a next-year thing. Yeah. He could be suspended for like the first three games going into next season. So we'll, we'll see how this shakes out. But either way, Philip Lindsay looks like he's back. So he's going to be the clear you know cut back to own in that backfield. Yep. And the last bit of news we have for this week, we have Alex Smith makes his triumphant return to the field. Oh, yeah. You know, it was great to see Alex Smith out there again. It's been two years since the dude's yeah. on the field. 
it that's a feel good story, right? Comeback player of the year, everyone's calling for it now. It's just, we got to put in our t- our two cents. You know, this this guy has been it's it's the journey that he's been through is just in- incredible. You know, uh, did you did you happen to see that one? I did not get a chance to you sit didn't down catch and the watch. Red, yeah. the, I'm sorry, the, the team who should not be named. <laughs> Caught myself. Yeah. And, you know, I, I watched this game, and watching Alex Smith play, it was great, it was heartwarming, and it was freaking terrifying. <laughs> Every time this dude got a, took a hit, he just got slacked. Yeah. I mean, it was... I. I feared for my life. My heart would stop. I, I, oh my god! Please get up. Please. <laughs> it was it was horrifying yeah. watching because he took six sacks and then he was also he also ran around a little bit. He took some big hits from that and you know he doesn't he, he doesn't get around as as well as he used to. The old Alex Smith isn't back and you know Pro Football Doc. Speaking of which, talks about he's talked about this several times now and so now I'm I'm no doctor here. Okay, but. From the way I understand things is Alex Smith here. He, he two years ago he, he he broke his leg. See on, on the field and, and and on the field and the grass is dirty. It's got the the bacteria and oh, yeah. the, the bacteria they they get all up in there and they contaminated <laughs> that that wound there. And in fact there was there was so much contamination in that in that hit their wound that they actually had to cut some sock out. He had some sock in there. Is that right? The, the boy had some sock in there, and they had to cut that out. Yeah. And so that, that whole thing, well, it just got infected. It was a big mess. It was a big mess, like two years ago. And lots of surgeries. He had lots of surgeries. It was a long process. He said, I'm coming back to the NFL. We said, really? He said, yeah, I'm coming back to the NFL. <laughs> and so, you know, he, lots of rehab, lots of surgeries. And see, during them surgeries, see, because because of the infections, them bacteria, they, they ate away at some of the, the, the muscles. <laughs> is that, and, what, is and that what they did? The, the muscles and the, and the tendons. And, 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 and what ended up happening is it was the, the, the necrosis. It was the necrosis stuff. And like I said, I'm not a doctor. I don't know the specific terms. Sure. But, you know, with, with, with what happened there, the, the, the nerve endings they all got fried and so when when kentucky they, fried kind of like the chicken yeah yeah <laughs> and so with, with the nerve endings being fried and the muscles and the tendons and and, and them all not, not working right you could see it when he walked out of his front door they had a video of him but before the season he had the floppy foot he had, he had the floppy foot walking out and, and on the field you can kind of see it now his foot didn't look so floppy to me but <laughs> You know, Pro Football Doc says he's got the floppy foot. Remember Jordan Reed over over in Washington? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had the floppy toes, and so now Alex Smith has, he's got the floppy feet. Floppy, floppy feet. Yeah, okay. He's flapping around there, so he he don't move around as, as well as he used to. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'll, that'll there is do, that. That'll do it for our news, notes, and injuries of Week Five. And now it's time for us to talk studs and duds of Week Five, and it's going to take me a minute to come off the laugh fit <laughs> I just had there. But I think this is your segment too. Yeah, it is. This All is right. New- so st- starting off, starting off with our our Week Five studs with our quarterbacks, and this is yet another big quarterback week. We've had, I, mean, I feel like the past couple of weeks we've had big quarterback weeks. Again, we've got it uh, leading us off at the top. Pat Mahomes, no surprise there. 30.7 points. I mean, we're talking uh, 22 of 43 for 340 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, six for 21 uh, and another on the ground. Um, and yet, even still, this is just kind of a pedestrian day for Mahomes. For every other quarterback, this is a phenomenal day, and, and it's fantastic. But for Mahomes, this is this is just business as usual. It's just kind of like an okay day. Uh, he has just been absolutely fantastic this year. I mean, yeah, it's it's what could have been considered a floor play almost, right? When you were just watching the game, yeah, he did not look great. I mean, his passing completions was right around the fifty percent mark. I, 
You know, it was not a good day for him. He got destroyed by, you know, the Raiders. And kudos to the Raiders, man. They showed up to play. And that was nobody expected to see that. I mean, Mahomes had some good plays and that kind of saved the day for him. But, yeah, rather a pedestrian day for him. Yeah. And yet he still puts up 30 fantasy points. That's This is why he's the, the MVP, man. Yeah. Uh, coming up very closely behind, we have Ryan Tannehill putting up uh, an even 30 points, 21 of 28 for 195 and three touchdowns that is some efficiency yeah that's the kind of stuff we saw right at the end of last season uh with the super hyper efficiency the the low volume high touchdown you know at the end of last season this is the kind of stuff that we said we couldn't really bank on moving forward Mm -hmm. and to this point Tannehill had been throwing quite a bit more than we were all expecting this is back to those numbers that we saw at the end of last season and man you 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 saw the result forty two to sixteen against Buffalo. They handed them. Yeah, if I'm we, not going to say the dirty words on the air, right? But I mean, if you can keep counting on this, ooh, you're going to be happy. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's Tennessee, so they're, they're a little up and down. I mean, nine and seven, what three, four seasons in a row? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a little up and down. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see yep. how they do. All right, coming up behind them, we have a nice list of candidates here in uh, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, all topping out the week in the 24 to 27 point range. We have another name, though, as part of that list with 27.6 points, and I bring him out specifically because he is this week's king of the moment, our fantasy player to be really excited about, Fitz Magic, and looking at... I mean, absolutely glorious. That is that is such a good picture. I absolutely love that. I mean, give us a little bit about why what he's doing right here on our our <laughs> lovely king. So as you can see, this is we we got the picture of him impersonating Conor McGregor because it's too wonderful not to use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I want to say that he stole that chain from a, a teammate's <laughs> locker room as well. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Fitz Magic. He's been showing up this year. Now yeah. he disappears, and we kind of knew that he was going to do that, but. To be kind of having this kind of year and it what feels kind of like a twilight season for him almost like it, it it's it's just magical and we you, yeah it, it's fits magical it's, it's fits magical and to do that against the 49ers and to have that kind of, you know what enjoy the moment man enjoy the moment for yep. sure good on you Ryan Fitz magic you are this week's king of the moment with your beard of wonder exactly not to be outdone though we do have uh, Drew Brees we got Big Ben Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Garner Minshew in that magic mustache and Carson Wentz in the 19 to 22 range. Again, solid starts this week. You were not disappointed. For sure. Well, that'll round out our quarterbacks, but let's talk about some of our running backs and not as much to say here, but not a huge week for running backs. No, uh, we had Mike Davis leading the way this week, which was a, a, a pleasant surprise. Uh, 25.4 points on the day with uh, going 16 carries for 89 yards Nine receptions on 10 targets for 60 yards and adding a TD on the ground. Great, you know, great uh, against Atlanta. We'll see how he does against Chicago. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott coming in with 23 points. Todd Gurley, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Daryl Henderson all coming in over 20 points for the week. You know, that's... Let me ask you something there with Daryl Henderson. Is this a is this a sell-high situation? Is this something that you might be able to bank on and... Well, sell high on. Yeah, he's been here a couple times, yeah. right? I would say that this is definitely another opportunity to sell high. I'm not banking on him doing this all the time. I'm not even banking on when I can bank on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so 
with Daryl Henderson, I, I think you have to trade high with that this this random merry-go-round man. You're never gonna. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's gonna be almost impossible to predict who you're gonna be able to play. And Cam Akers is back, and he looked phenomenal. You know, Daryl Henderson had great bursts to the hole, but other than that, didn't I didn't really find him particularly spectacular. Cam Akers looks legit. He looks like the best running back on this team by a lot, and expect him to get more carries. That's so great. we'll see how that shakes out. All right, moving on to some of our wide receivers, and we are starting off with a big week out of Chase Claypool, 39.1 points, 7 for 11, 110 yards, and three touchdowns, had three carries for six yards and another touchdown. Wow. Yeah, buddy. Remember when we told you to hold your horses on them? Well, this is what you were holding for. Uh, this guy is ready to go, man. Um, locked and loaded. We saw his production. And, and, and you know, people can say that this might be a flash in the pan and, and all that jazz. I get it. There's a lot of targets in, in Pittsburgh. But here's the thing. Claypool's, you know, snap percentages had been coming up. His targets had been coming up a little bit. You know, he had that, that, that good week in week two. And then it was followed by like what it was like a one point six after we told yeah. you to just hold on and wait for this guy. He's he's like maybe an injury or two away. Well, we saw Deontay Johnson get hurt again, right? And they hyper targeted him. They actually made Claypool a, a staple of the offense in this in, during this game, and he showed that he can handle it. And so he's officially broken out. He's ready to go. This is the. You wanted to make sure that he was going to be a, an actual part of the offense moving forward. That he had his role that was going to be spectacular because you don't want to you don't want to put him in your lineup and have this guy goose you right. And as a rookie, he's going to have some games where he disappears a little bit. It's going to happen. Be patient with him, but you're going to get a lot of these blow up games too. Now, probably not. I'm, don't expect four touchdowns, man. Right. But he'll go off and have about a hundred yards and a touchdown or a two touchdown game or things things like that. He'll be up there. And so, yeah, def, definitely you can trust this guy. Excellent. All right, we've also got, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Travis Fulgham mm-hmm. and Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. both blowing up with 26, uh, 26 points on the day, 26.2 to be specific. Brandon Cooks in particular with 12 targets after combining for 20 targets in the previous four games. That's huge. Yeah, that's, and that's right after the firing of the head coach, right? I mean, it's hard to say that that's coincidence, but it's hard to say it's not right. You know what I mean? That's we'll see. We'll, if Deshaun Watson is, is allowed to kind of do his thing, then his receiving options are going to be great options. And so uh, I was, I'm, I'm glad we told you to hang on to Brendan cooks and just kind of wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll continue to wait just a little bit. Don't automatically trust him. Now we'll, we'll see what it looks like moving forward. For sure. We've also got Mike Williams blowing up in the deep balls, taking five receptions and eight targets for 109 yards and two touchdowns, 25.4 points. Very nice production there. And we've got Adam Thielen, DK Metcalf, continuing to rock out over 24 points apiece. And then rounding us out, we have DeAndre Hopkins and Jamison Crowder uh, showing all the haters why they should have been drafted earlier in right about the 22-point mark. A big week for wide receivers this week. Yeah, absolutely. Wide receivers dominated today. Yeah, but some great numbers out of our tight ends as well. Yeah, the tight ends weren't bad. Uh, not as bad as the tight end landscape usually is. Right. Uh, Travis Kelsey continuing to be the – he was the uh, other person in consideration for our king of the moment just because he's just – if you've got Travis Kelsey, he's been the difference maker at the tight end position for you. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, he's uh, the number one tight end, Yeah, as always. Uh, Johnu Smith coming in with 18.5, going uh, five receptions on seven targets for 40 yards and two TDs. Mark Andrews and Darren Waller staying – 
Above the tight end wasteland of fantasy with 14 and 13 points respectively. Darren Fells, uh, solid streaming option as well, by the way. Uh, Mike Kosicki, Gerald Everett, and Jimmy Graham all putting up double digits from the streaming category. Not bad at all. Well, they, we told you about our studs for the week, and now it's time for the duds. And as high as we started with the quarterbacks in our studs, we're going just as far down to talk about our duds. Under the poopers. Yep. With Jimmy G, a roster bomb of a week, just not not quite ready to come back yet. 0. 0.1 points. Yeah, that points. looks bad. Yeah, bad. no, just, just looking at the numbers here. 7 for 17 for 77 yards, two interceptions, and a fumble. Yeah, I don't think we need to rub it in people's faces anymore, man. No. Um, you know, bad weeks happen. Jimmy G is going to have them too. Now, this is usually, this is way lower than his usual low, but he he's still going to put up single-digit point weeks from time to time. It's just mm-hmm. kind of baked into the cake of who he is. And so he's usually that consistent quarterback, and, and the occasional matchup he's just going to dump out on you. Yeah. It happens. There's another name I'm disappointed to see on this list. Joe Burrow just getting beat up by Baltimore. 4.32 points. Good yardage, but... Fumbles and interceptions, uh, and a, going into a tough week against Indy next week. Um, that's I, I was hoping hoping to see a, a rising Joe Burrow. We've seen him on on the list on the good side of this list a few times. I'm just trying to figure out why you disappointed. I told you Benjamin last week. Yeah, you did. You did. And <laughs> you know, I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision. He's not on my teams. So. <laughs> um, but there you go. For those of you, pay attention because. We called it. I got you. Right there. Uh, we've also, uh, rounding out our quarterback duds this week, Matt Ryan, 6.9, Phillip Rivers, Daniel Jones, all all of them under 10 points this week and, and continuing to disappoint. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, nothing to be excited about there. But how about some of our running backs? Yeah, you know, Jarek McKinnon and Jeff Wilson – Jeff Wilson may have been started. They both struggled in the return of uh, Raheem Mostert. And, you know, with Mostert in this offense, it – this San Francisco team is looking closer to the team that got Joey Bosa and the number two overall pick than it is last year's Super Bowl team. And, you know, I, I Joey is hurt. I, I get that. But th- there's injuries all over this team. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard to keep up to see Philadelphia Eagles, you know. And so they're not really – at any kind of consistent rhythm there's there doesn't feel to have the they don't have the feel of any kind of normalcy and so it's kind of hard to predict much of anything and, and for that reason i think that mostert is really the only safe play there for now you know i'm sure that all the raheem Mostert owners are just smiling with glee right now <laughs> you know but yeah jarek mckinnon don't don't get me wrong he's not a real irrelevant we'll, we'll talk about him a little later but don't don't dump him just yet but you're gonna have to wait to see what we when they can develop some kind of rhythm and normalcy because they just don't have it right there in san francisco right now and moving on after that uh we have malcolm brown disappointed naeem hines dearness johnson and joshua kelly all poopy for the lineups that gave them a shot yep yeah, uh, look for more carries from Cam Makers. Like I was saying, this is not this is a problem that's not going to go away for Malcolm Brown. Uh, Lev Bell didn't get it, it done in his return to action, but new team, right? Maybe maybe uh, you know sticking to his ribs a little bit. Some of that Kansas City barbecue will reinvigorate him a little bit. Uh, here's hoping he does. now you can't take too much away from what you see uh, with any Jets players because Adam Gase is Adam Gase and just all bets are off. Yeah. Right. So we'll, we'll see what Lev Bell looks like on the chiefs, but if he looks anything resembling his former glory, 
then you got to think that he's going to be pretty dominant on this team. Oh, yeah. And they're they're going to be making another Super Bowl push, obviously. So they they picked him up to use him. So yeah, we'll see we'll see what he looks like. The first few the first few games will be telling. Be a little patient with the first game or two, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, James Robinson finishing this out. Antonio Gibson and Clyde, Fresh Prince of Alaire. Uh, not giving you what you were hoping for here, all under 10 points for the week. Um, just kind of dumpers, man. Yeah. yeah it's unfortunate. Uh, uh, things are not going to be getting much better for CEH, man. Yeah, disappointing. Um, looking looking at some of our wide receivers this week, uh, Deontay Johnson, hoping to have a breakout this season, gets injured again, and comes away with just 0.3 points. Mm, rough. Yeah, he's supposed to be back though. I, 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 the la- the last report I heard about Johnson is that he's probably going to play this Sunday as well. So uh, keep an eye on that. I man, I don't know if I want to roll with him until I know that he's healthy though. Yeah, you know absolutely I mean? for sure. Uh, next name in our list, uh, who's definitely been living up to the name we've been calling him around the studio. Hold we've up, got a hey, mar- hey, no, no, no jokes nope. about any of the Cowboys this week. In, in, in honor of the Dak. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. No jokes, but Amari Cooper having a down week, three point one. Uh, we've got also at 3.1, we've got DJ Chark, a little snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> After his, his 25-point week, uh, three on four of just 16 yards. Um, you know, they, they made a concerted effort to get him some work, but it just it just wasn't coming up his way. Yeah, he's showing the same inconsistency that he showed last year, and it's 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 quite troublesome. But, yeah, you know, with the injuries, just another yeah. one of those things. Just hang on and just wait till he gets healthy, and then let, let's see what things look like once he's fully healthy because he's been struggling with quite a few injuries already. Yeah, and he did leave the game uh, late with an ankle injury, so uh, we can obviously excuse some of that. It wasn't entirely. Just lack of use, lack of production. Yeah, the problem is, is that he struggled with injuries last season, and that's yeah. where the lack of consistency came in with him. And so I think that this, what this, if this does anything, it kind of hurts his season long value, and it probably hurts his draft capital for next year's, you know, fantasy drafts. Mm-hmm. But if you already have him, then you have him, and you can't really trade him for what he's worth. So at this point, you're just hanging on and just waiting for him to get a little bit healthier. Yeah, definitely. All right, we've also got uh, Justin Jefferson at 3.8 and still very scary Terry McLaurin, 4.1, giving up a rough week uh, with some struggling QB play. That was really well done. Thanks. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then uh, rounding us out, we've got uh, Juju and Tyler still cold locket. Somebody get him a toaster. <laughs> Both struggling to get anything going on Sunday as well. Well, that'll do it for the wide receivers. Now we've got some tight end talk. Yeah, the tight end poopers for the week. We got Dalton Schultz, who's been my boy. Uh, man, he's been looking like a strong play every week, and you know he may have just been given a violent shove back into the streamer category. You, you know, you think so? Even even with Andy Dalton coming back up, a a former starter. No, we have no faith there. I mean, it's hard to say there's there's no faith in Dalton. I mean, he didn't look spectacular last week, but again, he he wasn't exactly ready to go. You know. I get that he's a former starter, and with these weapons, these are the best weapons that he's ever had. Mm -hmm. However, the offensive line is still horrendously banged up. And, you know, Dak, you saw how much Dak was struggling with that, and it it, it was clearly affecting him. And he's, I think Dak's one of the top quarterbacks, among the top quarterbacks in the league. Andy Dalton is not. Yeah. And so when I I look at Andy Dalton and I kind of try to make my analysis for this team and what I expect, I'm thinking more like for the. 
the fantasy weapons that he's going to be sustaining, Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Am- Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz. I'm thinking uh, Cedric Wil- Wilson as well. Um, I'm thinking like 70 cents on the dollar is, is really kind of where I have it, and I, I think that's kind of like on a good day and a good matchup. I think he'll even get you less than that. So if you're a Amari owner, uh, uh, C.D. Lamb owner, you can still play your guys. You know, Dalton is not afraid to go downfield. He's got the talent here, and so you can still start your players but adjust your expectations. As far as Dalton Schultz, I'd, I'd like to kind of – dial back on him a little bit until we see what things look like a couple okay. games into it with Dalton and then and then if he proves that you can trust him as a streamer then then move forward because he's looking good himself but with a different quarterback it some quarterbacks use tight end some some don't at all right and so uh, take a take a dial back a little bit on Dalton okay. Schultz okay that's fair uh and then just finishing up just real quick uh, Hayden Hurst, Tyler Higby, Chris Hernan, still all struggling to get it done so far this season. George Kittle had a down week against Miami. We had him locked and loaded, ready to go. Uh, you know, it happens. Uh, the Gronk comes in with uh, six targets, reeled in a nice 52 yards, but only on three catches on a day that Brady got flabbergasted by that Bears defense. Yeah. For sure. All right. All right. Well, that'll do it for our week five studs and duds. We move right along to a segment that I really like. I think this is a lot of fun. Our start, <laughs> I'm sure you do. It's yeah. a nightmare for me. Yeah. Start, stash, or trash. This is a lightning round style segment. But <laughs> we are going to find out through some matchups if we should start them, stash them for later, or trash them right off of your lineup. And we're going to start with Andy Dalton Monday night against Arizona. Can you pick him up? And just go right into the stream? Yeah, you know, with the quarterback landscape of things, if you're in a single quarterback league, you probably don't have to start him. And so in that scenario, I would stash him if, if I can. If you needed him for a bye week or something like that, it is what it is. Uh, I, I think, like I said, 70 cents on the dollar for what Dak was getting. Yeah. Dak was putting up 38 points a game. So I think you're still going to be okay. Yeah, I would think so. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Tom Brady against Green Bay. Tom Brady against the... <sighs> I'm going to stash that. Okay. I'm not going to explain it. I'm going to stash that and leave you to that. You sure. can either trust me or not. <laughs> uh, Justin Herbert versus the Jets. Just start. Dial him up. There we go. He's looking fantastic. I don't know if you've seen him yet, but oh, man. And he's got a deep ball. Mike Williams has got the thing where he's just going to jump over everybody and go get the ball out of the air. Uh, it's it's going to be magical to watch. Fan- I'm looking Keep forward to Keep an eye out for Herbert, yeah. Uh, we've got Matt Ryan at Minnesota after Oh, Dan you know Quinn. what? I'm sorry. Go back a second. I think I believe this game was postponed. I want to say the Chargers now have a week six bye. Oh, okay. So keep so check your lineups. Make sure that you're you're looking for that. I want I want to say that the Chargers are in just as that game has been moved. So that might not even be a streaming option this week. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we try and stay as up to date as possible, but this stuff changes by the hour. Yeah. I think I wrote this like a week ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So moving back on, uh, Matt Ryan at Minnesota after the Dan Quinn firing. Yeah, sneaky start. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to say Matt. I like Matt Ryan this week against Minnesota a lot, a lot more than everybody else does. I really do think. I know Matt Ryan has been just dumping on everyone's rosters. I've seen him on the wire. Yeah, uh, he's a sneaky start this week. I'm telling you, I think you can trust him in this matchup. I think that he's going to put up some points in this game. Okay, Jimmy G against the Rams on Sunday night if he plays. Uh, stash or trash it as you prefer. You know, if you want to stash him and hold on to him, go for it. Otherwise, if you're not playing him, if you want to trash him, go for it. Yep. You can stream. Okay. Now, just because we've been talking about uh, Tampa Bay run defense shutdown, Aaron Jones against Tampa Bay. He's Green Bay. He shouldn't be on your roster. <laughs> no, right. you can start him if you have him. Yeah. 
Don't be afraid. Start your studs. I know we talk about matchup based and stuff like that. That's for the guys that are kind of borderline cusp. You yeah. have some kind of worries and some kind of flags. You know, when it comes to your studs, start your studs. Yep. Um, Joe Mixon at Indy, speaking of starting studs. Yeah, well, remember when I said if you got some flags? <laughs> and so this is a, you know, start if you have to, but if you're lucky enough to have you know, an alternative, like for me, I have Alexander Madison, who I think I'm absolutely going to be starting in place of Joe Mixon this week. I'm, I'm, you know, Madison may only have one week in him, you know, maybe more, you know, we'll see what happens with Dalvin Cook, but you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to capitalize on it this week in a, in a matchup that Joe Mixon is just, Indy's tough. Indy's yeah. really tough. Yeah. Devonta Freeman at Washington. Roll him out. Freeman's looking great. Freeman is absolutely looking great. Roll him out. How about Daryl Henderson at San Francisco? About 40% of snaps. Stash, trade. Do I have to say this every week? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, at about 40% of snaps, man. I, this is not production that I want to trust. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to trust him to put up 20 points every week in my life. Hell, I'm not going to trust him to put up 12. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, in this matchup against San Francisco, I realize what Miami just did to them. But, you know, you got to figure that might light a you know, a fire under the booties. Could so, be, yeah. you know, this is not, this is not a matchup. I really want to trust anybody that I already have reservations about. It's fair. All right. Jarek McKinnon against LA. Stash. Like, like I said, uh, most of it's going to be the only one here moving forward for now until we sign it, kind of see some normalcy reestablish itself. Ju- in San just Francisco. a stash. Yeah. I mean, you can trash him if you want to, but man, Jarek McKinnon, he's got the opportunity. And he, any given week, when they really need him, they can use him. And he's already shown the ability to put up some points this season. I, I, I think it would be a mistake letting him go. Okay. How about Mark Ingram at Philly? Yeah, I uh, I hate that we can't trash him. <laughs> I guess you're stuck holding them. But don't play him. Don't play him this yeah. week. All right, now. What else we got? What you got for me? This one might be a tough one. We got Marquise Hollywood Brown. At Philly. Uh-oh. Uh, well, yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, okay, so Hollywood's got no less than six targets in any game this season. That's encouraging. However, comma, the production has not really been there. He's gotten the volume floor, but we're not really seeing it capitalize. And so... That's that's a that's a that's a red marker, right? And then in addition, you got Darius Slay. So I like the volume. I don't like the production. I don't like Darius Slay. I'm gonna go two votes against one. I'm gonna say stash. Okay, stash him here. Yeah, not an easy decision there. All right, coming off of eight targets last week, Debo Samuel. Yeah, he's got he's. You were waiting for him to get the volume back. He's got the volume back. The quarterback play is going to be horrendous. However. It is what it is, and if you have him and you need him and you need to play him, then you got to use him. Go for it. Uh, he's got the volume floor, and so Debo is not quite back yet for what we saw last year. But I think you can start rolling him out now as like a wide receiver three. Okay. Now for this one, I'm going to give you the choice of two. We're in San Francisco. You've got Cooper or Woods. You have to pick one to play. Cooper. 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 There we go. All right. We've also got. Tyler Boyd at Indy. Yeah, that's that's going to be a stash for me. I know he's technically the team's number one now, but there's a lot of markers in this game that I, I'm I'm going to stash Boyd for this one and just kind of hold out another week, I think. Okay. Yeah. 
Going up against Chicago this week, we have DJ Moore. Yeah, seeing him have the mini breakout last week really was really nice. It was really really nice. I've been waiting for it. DJ Moore is too great of a talent to be to not have the produ- to have the production that he's been having is is not been good. And uh, the thing is, I think I was only on four targets, maybe five, but I'm pretty sure it was four targets. And this this Bears D- secondary is like this is not a homer comment, man. This this secondary is legit, and I'm out. I'm stashing. I'm I'm stashing DJ Moore this week against Chicago. Okay. I want to see a little bit of con- – let's see it like a trend, not just a, a, a spike. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. What about uh, our guy right up here, OBJ at Pittsburgh? Yeah. Uh, you know, what the player can do says play him. The stats say play him. I think you got to play him. I, it's it's scary. It it's is. Sc- it's scary, man. But, yeah, no, he's kind of – when it's an up day, it's an up day. And he's he's had the volume flourish this season. I mean, yeah, I think you got to roll with it. I mean, the thing about it is Pittsburgh has been putting up uh, numbers against the secondary. Or the, rather, I'm sorry, the Pittsburgh defense uh, secondary has been letting up some numbers. And so, yeah, I, I think you got to roll with it. It's just I'm holding my breath if I have to play him. Okay. We're getting close to the end. We've got Zach Ertz versus Baltimore. Yeah, a lot of people are... A lot of analysts around the industry are are saying that you can drop them. A lot of people are dropping them. You find them in the waiver wire all over the place. Plenty of targets. <sighs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm like right on the fence here, and I think I'm leaning towards trash him because he, here's the thing: if you trash him, right? Here's the question: somebody else is going to pick him up, right? I would imagine so. So Someone, oh, yeah. someone's going to grab him. Yes, definitely. Someone's going to start him. Now, do you want someone starting Zach Ertz against you? That's the question, right? Here's the thing. I think I kind of do. Okay. I love it when my opponent puts in a roster bomb. A guy that, you know, name value only and is really not doing anything, not going to do anything, and I don't have to worry about it. I love me some roster bombs. Putting a roster bomb like Zach Ertz onto the, the wire, if he ends up being a roster bomb. Now, if he ends up blowing up over the second half of the season, you never know how a team's going to turn around. And Philadelphia's got one of the best coaches in the league in Doug Peterson. And so you got to imagine that, Turning the season around isn't within the realm of possibility. Zach Ertz being a part of that is within the realm of possibility. So you could be potentially losing a top five tight end. True. However, you could be potentially putting in someone who's going to kill someone else's lineup every single week instead of yours. This is where your guy, Austin Hooper. I am <laughs> yeah. starting to ride. Now I'm starting to rise on Austin Hooper because what I was worried about was the efficiency from Baker mixed with the low volume. I just... I didn't like the situation Hooper was finding himself in in, in Cleveland. We're mm-hmm. seeing Jarvis Landry's kind of disappearing. Austin Hooper's been growing and growing and growing in this offense. They're starting to really trust him. This is what I wanted to see from Hooper before I wanted to trust him. So now he's growing. If you could get an Austin Hooper off the waiver wire for a Zach Ertz, that might be the move to make. Okay. Or something to that akin. Yep. How about this one? Higbeast, go or no go in San Francisco? No go. No go. No go. All right. Let me Gerald ask- Everett's coming up. Remember, the team drafted Gerald Everett with Tyler Higby already on this team. And so they drafted Gerald Everett to be their athletic pass-catching tight end. He is profiled as more athletic than Tyler Higby. And so it looks like they're starting to use him more in that capacity. It looked like last season they kind of went to Higby because Everett wasn't getting it done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Higby's a great, great blocker. And remember, I told you this this – 
Los Angeles Rams offensive line was a question mark. One of the ways that they've been kind of getting it done is utilizing the tight ends as blockers. And so with Higby, Higby's not really routing, running a lot of routes. He, no go. Okay. Let me ask you this. Is this a Jimmy Graham week in Carolina? Sure, but he, I think he caught a TD last week, right? So this is, I think, his off week. I think this is the week <laughs> he takes off. So Yeah, that's that's fair. All right, how about uh, Robert Tanyan in Tampa? Wheels up? Wheels up. Wheels up. I mean, you held if you held him through the bye, you're, you're looking to start. Remember, this guy's a tight end who's going to be treated with wide receivers type of targets in Green Bay because you have Devontae Adams coming back off his injury. MVS clearly couldn't carry the load, but Alan Lazard's still out, and they don't really have much else. And Tanyan, it definitely looks like he took over for Sternberger. So. Yep. All right, and this last one is an easy one. RIP AJ Green officially a trash yeah sad day for fantasy it is well with that that'll round out our stash start stash or trash aha yeah see it's it's you not got easy it you got it yeah You're good. and then we're gonna go over to the wire and talk about some deep diver waiver wire targets these are some of the guys late in the week you might be able to pick up as we go into the weekend looking at some of our quarterback streamer options this week uh, we've got andy dalton versus arizona yeah we've already mentioned that yep uh, Justin Herbert versus the Jets. Again, I think I'm pretty sure that game is postponed. So, yeah, I think he's on by this week. Still someone to keep an eye out, though. Yeah, I mean, if he's on the wire, I would definitely pick him up yeah. and hold him if you don't need a streaming quarterback for the week. Yeah. Right. Uh, we've got uh, Minshew versus Detroit. Yeah, that's a good play. Uh, how about Matt Ryan at Minnesota? I, I, I like yeah. Matt Ryan or Captain Kirk in this game. I yeah. like them both. There we go. The next one, Captain Kirk against Atlanta. Uh, and uh, we've got Ryan Ryan Tannehill versus Houston. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with the production that Tannehill's had. I mean, he's kind of been a little up and down, but, I mean, for the most part, you're happy if you've been starting him. Yeah. Uh, talking about some of our, our deep dives and running backs, and we don't really have a lot of options here. Um, you, you're going to make sure uh, Tony Pollard is stash. Yeah. Um, Zeke's workload likely to go through the roof. Yeah, Zeke's workload definitely is going to be going through the roof with Andy Dalton coming to be the uh, quarterback. So, you know, and, and and if you're not happy with some of your situations here, I, you know, Zeke could be a really good trade for candidate. I think I think that he's going to be a really solid play, even more so than he's already been. Yep. And uh, with Sony still on the IR for now, we've got Damian Harris. Yeah, Damian Harris would be another great pickup. You know, Cam is back, so be forewarned. But I I don't know what how that. It's going to shake things out. But Damian Harris, I liked coming into the season. He had that injury, and then he looked good in his return. So I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to give him a shot on my rosters. He's got to earn a starting spot. Yeah. But uh, he, might, he might be one of the sneakier plays to, to pick up. Yeah, and that's all we've really got for the running backs. Now, our wide receivers, a couple options here. Uh, LaVisca Chenault. Well, there's more. I just wouldn't advocate for yeah. some of the other guys. Yeah. Uh, and, yes, uh, LaVisca Chenault, especially with DJ Chark, pretty much slated to miss at this point. I think Chenault's been getting it done, man. And because Stark is going to miss, that means you can roll out uh, Keelan Cole as well. Yeah. How about Russell Gage? Now, see, him I don't like. Now, I've been I've been watching Gage, and he was supposed to be the clear receiver behind Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, right? Uh, that that third option that really kind of replaced Mosinu type of thing. Not great production, but some, something, especially in, in the landscape of injuries and bye weeks and COVID. And you know, there's just someone you can plug and at least expect a decent floor out of, right? See, I don't, I don't even think we can get that out of him anymore because I'm watching Gage play, and he's got some bad drops. He's taking some bad hits. He just he doesn't look like he looked last year or even beginning this year on the field right now. Mm-hmm. Some, something's off with Gage, and so hold off until I, at least I can figure out what it is. Yeah, uh, and another name on here that you should already know by this point in the show, Travis Fulgham. Fulgham! 
Go get him. He's on wires aplenty. Yeah, should be obvious how we feel. Uh, and then on to another streamer spot, our tight ends. Why don't you give us our tight ends? Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> going against Jacksonville. Hayden Hurst going against Minnesota. Look, I know Hayden Hurst has been disappointing. I know our expectations for him going into the season. Keep the faith. Yeah. Uh, Mike Kosicki going against Denver. Uh, that's a great play. And Eric Ebron versus Cleveland. Yep. Well, there you go. Some names to look out for on your waiver wires going into the week. Keep an eye out for them and some names that may have been missed or overlooked. Now we're going to move on to our Hold Your Horses segment. And who do we have this week for some players to hold your horses on? None. Is that right? None. Let the ponies gallop, man. I saw nothing from all the big storylines going into this week that, or that rather that taking away from this week that really gave me any pause. I I liked a lot of what I saw. I liked the – we're looking good. We're, we're in season. We're in stride. The, the, those patterns that we told you to look for, we have a, we have some sense of normalcy now across yeah. most of the teams and most of the situations in the league. I don't really have any issues. with Yeah, you're not really playing the here. guessing game as much anymore. You've got some data to work with. You have an idea of how these guys have been behaving, how they're being used in their rosters for their teams in these offenses. So you you can kind of feel it out at this point. For sure. I think I, I think we're good to go. I mean, uh, that's not to say that this segment's going to go away altogether or anything like that, but this week, I like what I saw, man. I like yeah. what I saw from Chase Claypool that we actually saw coming. I mean, yeah. we didn't see four touchdowns coming, okay? That's right. not what I'm talking about. And that was a name I was going to bring well, up. we saw a breakout yeah. coming soon. We were just saying hold off until he was getting the stable production, stable volume floor, and, and wait until we get there before right. you start playing him. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, Fulgham, we, I've already talked about him. You know, some of the other big stories. I mean, Mike Davis, Mike Davis are you really surprised? I mean, let's let's be serious here. So, I mean, yeah, uh, not 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 too much around the league. Yeah, for most of your players, what you're feeling now, you're probably right. The players have been established. We, especially the new guys on new teams, the rookies coming in, they're established now. Yeah, we know what's real. Yeah, you know for sure. So there you go. For your hold your horses this week. Let them ride. Yep. Let them ride. All right, now it's time for your weekly dose of daily fantasy with our DFS smash plays of the week. These are some of those targets for those of you that play daily fantasy sports, trying to win some money. You may have some value picks here. You may have some obvious picks here of, yes, make this choice. We're going to run through a list of a few of those options right now. Anthony, why don't you take it ahead? Yeah, so go get your money. Kyler Murray against Dallas, that's going to be a smash play. Matt Ryan or Captain Kirk is the cheap option. I like either in this matchup. Uh, Zeke at home against Arizona or King Henry versus Houston would be great plays if you can uh, you can count on those. Uh, Chase Edmonds could actually be a cheap play that will see some volume and a good chance for a TD against this uh, this defense. Now, with, with Chase Edmonds, keep in mind, he's... He's starting. I think he's going to be starting to take some touches away from Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake is looking like nothing like he's looked at in the past, like last year. We were expecting this kind of electric, yeah. just kind of monster performances from Kenyon Drake, and instead he's looking like a guy who's struggling to run between the tackles. Is trying to run hard, like he's like he's a bigger back than he really is. You know, I don't know if he's going on with something from the injury with the boot preseason or or what's going on in the scenario. But it, in any case, Kenyon Drake has not been looking like this season like anybody expected him to. Mm-hmm. We all had him high. Chase Edmonds, I've been saying, I've been saying, and I've been saying, 
keep an eye on Chase Edmonds because he is looking electric, and I think he's going to start getting a lot more opportunities in this offense. Great play for DFS right now. Other than that, Alexander Madison is also a great play if his price wasn't adjusted. Make sure that you check your platform, whether it's DraftKings or FanDuel. Fan or There's tons of them out there, what, whatever you guys like. Check the price for Alexander Madison. It might not have been adjusted for the, uh, the Dalvin Cook injury, right? Uh, so that could be an easy, cheap smash play. DeAndre Hopkins and Adam Thielen, I like both as incredibly safe plays with high upside. Mike Williams against the Jets could be a great play, especially if Keenan Allen misses. I'm telling you, man, Herbert is getting more and more confident with his deep ball, and he's looking good. Uh, Jonu Smith against Houston is my tight end pick for the week. Well, there you go. All you daily fantasy players, there's some of our smash plays of the week. Hopefully we win you a couple of bucks, and if we do, I think you owe us at least a subscription to this channel. Yeah, I think subscribe, that's, that's a fair trade, right? I, I like, like to think that. so. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Well, as we like to round out our show with a little talk of the hometown, we take a little trip down Lakeshore Drive to the hometown corner to talk about our lovely Chicago Bears. You know, it, it sounds like you didn't make that up on the spot, but the fact is, is I know you did. <laughs> you know, they. You do what you do. They can't all be winners. I like it. No, no, it was good. I liked it. No, that was very good. Um. Left guard, James Daniels going down is a huge loss to this group. We'll have to see how much that impacts the line going forward. But, you know, traveling to Carolina, this should be an interesting game. The the Panthers playing a bit beyond what many expected to see from them going into this year. And all without Christian McCaffrey on top of it. This can easily become a scary ball game for the Bears. They need to move quick and strike on the mark to the intermediate routes and, be a, and run an effective, fast-paced offense to pull away with the win in this one. Most of what I've been saying previously still holds true at this point. So now it's just kind of observing and watching how things unfold over the next few weeks, seeing how they kind of develop and seeing if they can develop at all. Um, You know, we'll see if Foles can get the rhythm that he wants to find with this offense, but Carolina will absolutely provide the opportunity. But this is not a gimme week by any means. Well, there you go. A little talk of our hometown Chicago Bears. And with that, we will bring episode five, week five to a close. And as we start getting ready and looking forward to week six, we want to remind you, be aware of some of the bye weeks that are coming up, especially as games get shifted around through rescheduling. Yeah, who we got this week, Don? Well, we've got uh, the Seahawks, Chargers, Saints, and Raiders on bye. Yeah, so if you have any of those players, make sure that you're you're keeping them out of your lineups. You know, Move ahead just in case something happens, you can't get yeah. to your roster. I always like to... Put my guys in that I'm projecting to have as my starters and then just kind of make any fine-tune adjustments right before game time. But just in case something happens, at least you have somebody there. Yeah, and this is where we're going to see the bye weeks come into play for the next few weeks. For sure. That's where we're going to see most of the, the the bigger bye weeks happen. So hopefully you've stashed some players in advance or you're thinking about that because you need to be ready for them. You don't want to be scrambling last minute realizing you've got a player that's going to be out and now you've got to find someone and oops, everyone's taken and you got to beg, borrow, steal to try and get a trade done so that you can at least fill up your roster with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And if, and if you're a struggling team, if you're, if, if you only have one league or you have multiple leagues and they're not doing well, you know, it's still early in the season. Don't give up hope yet. Don't quit. Don't dump your guys. Don't, you know, play 
people through the bye weeks and just stop paying attention. Mm-hmm. Cultivate your roster, groom it like like you're tending a plant. Okay, you know, stick with it. Stick with us. We're gonna help guide you to. Like, all you got to do is make the playoffs. Okay, right. we're gonna help guide you to the playoffs and even beyond. We're gonna stick with you guys. Stick with us. If you're a team that's been sticking with us throughout the entire time and you're still struggling, email us. Take a screenshot of your teams. We'll go over it together. Take a screenshot of your waiver wire. We'll help you. We'll we'll talk to you about it. We'll guide you through things. Get in contact with us. We love to communicate with our fan base. Yeah, and I've said this before, but I have taken a team to a second place in a league with a six and seven record. Yeah, absolutely. You got to make it to the playoffs, and then everything changes. I had three wins last year in one of my leagues, and I was one game out of the playoffs. I missed the playoffs by two points in the final week. See. It, I, it, it happens. I mean, you you, can, you you never know what you can do with your teams. Don't give up. Season is not over. Season is not over. No, have some fun. This is fantasy football. Exactly. That's what it's all about, man. Join us for some fun. Yeah. Well, with that, we will bring a close to this episode. We want to thank you for watching the Shy Guys Football Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, have some questions answered, or get involved in our lightning round, or even if you've got a question about some DFS plays or some waiver targets, you can leave a comment down below on our YouTube channel, and don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. You can also tweet at us at ShyGuysFootball on Twitter or email us, ShyGuysFootball at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for us coming out to uh, the Facebook fan page. We're getting that together as well as uh, getting over to the Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Uh, the iTunes platform. We are, we are going to have these up in other other areas for you to listen to if you are just interested in the audio and you don't want to see these beautiful faces. Now, how could you not? How could you not want to see these? But uh, with that, we will say best of luck on all your waiver wire picks, your bi week switch outs, and all your trades going into week six. Until then, we will see you next time. Peace out.